The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Oh, boy. Welcome back to BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM. Ed Egros, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Hour number two of the program still to come. We've got more Sunday NFL action to go over. We'll, of course, get to the Monday night's game between the Eagles and the Buccaneers. But joining us now, sports betting analyst and Nico Collins fan club president, John Daigle, wrestling that moniker away from our own Aaron Hawksworth, I suppose. Make sure to follow him on X at NotJDaigle. Hey, why don't we would just start here? Because uh, that's what the montage says us to do. Uh, Nico Collins, 73 and a half receiving yards. Browns, Texans, Cleveland, two-point favorites, really good defense. What do you do with Nico Collins here, over or under, John? The defensive injuries the Browns suffered during the week made this spot softer for Nico Collins, in my opinions. It's an interesting game in general because the microanalysis of it is actually cut and dry in favor of the Browns. Just that the Cleveland defense is scheming the fourth most man coverage, the league's second most cover one, and that's what C.J. Stroud has struggled against this year, probably because his receivers have been so banged up that they haven't had the personnel at one time at any point this year that can separate against one-on-one schemes. He is 22nd in completion rate against man coverage, uh, 38th in EPA per play. It hasn't been good. But if you just step back and play the long game, which I'm trying to do with most of these playoff matchups because it's that time of the year where elite teams or teams that weren't even that good then got better over the last month of the season, we have to ask these questions. For the Texans – I, remember, they were initially favored by two and a half points in this matchup a couple weeks ago until Case Keenum got named starter, and the line shifted entirely. Not only that, but this is the first repeat matchup for Flacco, too, so I don't think there's any chance he comes out and surprises D'Amico Ryans again, who just wasn't prepared to scheme properly against a potent downfield launching attack against Amari Cooper in that 250-yard day. And so, mm-hmm. honestly, it then becomes C.J. Stroud, who just became, uh, who just won a playoff game, essentially, against Indianapolis versus a 38-year-old who didn't have a job until December. And so I'm taking the Texans' money line and ignoring, like, the microanalysis of the matchup. 
And okay. well, I think that, again, that's better for Nico Collins over receiving yards as well. Though though well, not as confident as I was against the Colts with the alt lines. You think they're scoring in this game? Like We, we saw Cooper go off and Joku's gotten his with Flacco under center. Uh, you know, it, it's not one of these games where we're dealing with the elements like some of the other ones that we'll get to. But uh, how, do, how do you think the, the game flow is? If the Texans cover, I think it's a lower scoring total. So those to me correlate mm. to Texans and under. The sec- the Houston secondary has been pretty good against defending tight ends as well this year. And so to me, it's just about going back to Amari Cooper as the higher floor. And Joku, I wonder actually, not to get shut down. I don't think he can, given that we're still expecting 35, 40 plus pass attempts from Joe Flacco. We're just expecting the turnovers to come because he's been running pretty hot. Even in even in that Chicago game, honestly, the Browns should have lost that one due to Joe Flacco's turnovers. But uh, the Bears couldn't get any amount of offense going in the fourth quarter whatsoever. And so, no, I would say it's more of an Omar Cooper game. We're not expecting to have Cedric Tillman. And although Cedric Tillman doesn't seem like he provides much, he still has 20 targets in the four games he played with Flacco. So that's enough opportunity to me in terms of wide receiver vacant targets to think that Amari Cooper still gets his. But honestly, a lower scoring game probably decided about field goals and Devin Singletary's explosiveness. Well, I've thoroughly enjoyed being the uh, president and along with you, vice president of the Nico Collins fan club. So hopefully uh, the fairy tale season doesn't come to an end this weekend. But what is one of your favorite bets, side total prop that you like for the weekend? I actually didn't expect to have many, but then when the market opened uh, on Sunday night, Monday morning, I was shocked. I liked a lot of numbers. And uh, I think we, we disagree on this show about a couple numbers. I can save those for a second because I still, my favorite bet of the week is still tying Chiefs money line into a lot of these dog parlays. I'm not even really a, a parlay guy. I've round robined a lot of them just to make sure I have all my exposures. But I, I love the dog numbers this week because the matchups are just so well and, and plus how some of these elite teams like the Eagles have just stumbled in the playoffs, and it doesn't seem like it's enough time to get anything right. So Chiefs money line for me. Uh, I actually think the Dolphins cover the four and a half points. I think it's gotten a little out of a hand, like the Steelers-Bills. Ed, I know we disagree on that one, but the total to me in like Steelers-Bills is too low to give the Steelers 10 points. And so I just took the points based on like the actual outcome of the game and how overrated I think Buffalo's offense has become under Joe Brady. To me, that's kind of like Dolphins Chiefs where what the Dolphins do best in explosive runs, although the Chiefs defensive EPA numbers, I understand, have gotten worse over the second half of the season. I really think them not creating turnovers and having lots of injuries in that time have really factored into that more than them just becoming a, a worse unit overall. I still very much have respect for this Chiefs defense. So expecting a lower scoring game where they're just leaning on the running game both sides, and that's enough to keep the Dolphins around. But I very much think the Chiefs get it done. So Chiefs money line against this Dolphins you know, defense, as we all know, that have run out worse than Probably any team I can imagine. I understand a lot of people don't even know, like, Jerome Baker is their best coverage linebacker. Andrew Van Ginkle was having, like, an all-pro season. He was amazing, maybe even as important as Bradley Chubb, and both those guys now gone as well as everyone else. So, to me, it's still just the Chiefs' money line. 
Definitely makes sense. Totally uh, understand that one. How about we get to playoff leaders when it comes to passing, rushing, and receiving? Who stands out to you in those markets? For rushing, I'll go back to the Chiefs because as crazy as it sounds, Isaiah Pacheco has become more important to this team than Travis Kelsey. That is who they lean on for better or worse. And we've seen in his last four starts now, 21 and a half touches. He's handled 89% of the team's running back touches. And in that span, only Christian McCaffrey has run for more first downs. And they're a really good offensive line too. They're creating the sixth most yards before contact, which is an offensive line stat because you have to clear out that room before the running back gets touched. And so the fact that they have become an elite running unit, which is super impressive because they won the first Super Bowl with Patrick Mahomes and Tyreek Hill against the Niners. They won last year's Super Bowl against Philadelphia based on like the defense they created once Chris Jones returned right before the playoffs. And then now to do it on the back of a running attack and still be, in my, again, in my opinion, I, I think there's such a threat in the AFC. We'll see what happens if they run to Baltimore. Um, I like Isaiah Pacheco. Last I checked on Thursday, it was plus 1,600 to lead the playoffs in rushing yards. And given that this is a rushing offense with Patrick Mahomes now being the world's best game manager, I like that number quite a bit. A long shot at most receiving yards. Um, you know, I do think C.D. Lamb is probably the, the wisest pick, even though it's not even a far number. Amon Ross St. Brown, if we don't think Sam Laporte is going to go, is, even in this first game, an amazing selection as well because he's just over plus 700 to lead the playoffs in receiving yards. And in this first matchup without Laporta, we know the Rams only plays man coverage on 15% of their defensive snaps. They mostly stay back like the Cardinals and play a lot of zone. And only Jalen Wall and Tyree Kill have been targeted more on their routes this year than Amon Ross St. Brown. And I think that's only because defenses know they can't man up Tyree Kill, so you have to play zone against Miami no matter what you do. So expecting a huge day for Amon Ross St. Brown this week. So he's like the smarter dark horse, but the long one, and this is not a bit because I think the Texans oh, no. can mess around. I think the Texans can mess around enough. And if they win this week, which again, I do think they win this week, they run into the Ravens. And so Mike McDonald probably has their number. It probably doesn't matter. But Nico Collins is plus 3,000. And again, Nico Collins is the kind of guy who does have big days, even if it's only two or three games, that can lead the playoffs and receiving yards if we think like Tyreek Hill, A.J. Brown, if those guys are one and done. And so the long one that, again, you're probably wasting mm -hmm. money on, but the long shot is Nico Collins to me. You guys need to seek help. I mean, seriously. I, agree. I already I go to therapy. <laughs> For different reasons, but yes, I probably need a Nico Collins there. Yes. Does so does Nico Collins get discussed when you're laying on the couch? Maybe just like once in a while. <laughs> it, it, it's I already done a fantasy too, Collins. John. So we're in there are together. lots of tears, and it probably should be because the bets I've lost on him. But no, unfortunately, right. it's not for that. Uh, John, I'm with you on, on the underdogs this weekend, which, which scares me a little bit because a lot of times yeah. wildcard weekend, it ends up being dominated by the favorites, but I, I do see value in a lot of these spots. Now, one underdog that you did not mention seems like anecdotally, it seems like it's the most popular underdog and that's the Rams at the lions. Where do you yeah. stand on that one? Detroit favored by three. I, I was so ready and at, to be fair, I am still so ready to back the Rams. I just think they're the better team overall, whether it's yep. better defensive players, better wide receivers, better coaching, even though Dan Campbell, I understand, is still the coach of the year candidate. 
um, better quarterback as well. It, it's all the Rams to me. One, it's worrisome because, as you said, they're getting mushed. Now they're a public team. Mm-hmm. That's always scares me a little bit. But not only that, when I ran my numbers, the Lions came out so much better than I thought too in this spot. And again, it makes sense because it's not only indoors where Jared Goff has been incredible this year, 23 touchdowns compared to only five outdoors, insane splits. Mm -hmm. But also, as we talked about with the Rams, they are a team that doesn't pressure the opposing quarterback. And if they're not getting pressure as they pretty much haven't done the last month, two months, then Jared Goff is going to have his way. I also think it's a sneaky spot for the running backs, though, because the Rams have also really struggled against the run of late. And so that's how the Lions can also dominate this game. Uh, So I I like the three and a half. That's where I got it. It's three now. I understand. I have Mm -hmm. grown enough with concern that I'm still taking the three. But whereas I was really probably cocky in the Rams money line, I don't want to get there. I think it's going to be much closer (laughs) than even I initially expected before running my numbers on Monday. Rams, Texans, money line, parlay. Sounds like you fun know, to me. You know, the one I'm staying away from, Aaron, actually, is the Packers. And I, um, and it may just be like the haunted soul of growing up in Dallas media since that's where I came from and having seen this over and over again. And like, even if you look at the, mm-hmm. the Packers schedule and whether it's the quarterbacks they've faced, you know, even these past two weeks, I had a lot of confidence in Justin Fields and the over uh, a game that reached a 26 point environment, like a donkey, but historically Joe Barry, like in their six matchups has defended Justin Fields really well. So it makes sense that that defense showed up to that game last week. But even if you just go down the road between, you know, injured Baker Mayfield, Bryce Young, Jaron Hall, who got benched then Justin Fields, like the Packers just really haven't played anyone in a couple months, honestly. And so if they got drowned by the Cowboys would make total sense. But then you'd have to say, well, like, oh yeah, Mike McCarthy has never coached or lost a close game. Oh yeah, the Cowboys have never screwed this up in this spot before. So I think really it's the ghost that haunt me with the seven and a half more than anything. Like I said, though, if the Cowboys were to just dunk on the Packers, would not be shocking, but I'm still very much worried about that number. For sure, for sure. Uh, as far as, uh, you know, this Dallas offense, uh, certainly there are possibilities for C.D. Lamb, but also, too, this Cowboys team o- uh, team total over. It's been a popular bet a good bit. Is that one that you're also backing? Yes, team total is going to be just fine because – I cannot imagine the Packers defense we just talked about. Joe Barry stops them in this spot. For me, it's really about how banged up Stephon Gilmore is. The fact that Jordan Love, it, it, the offensive line has gotten better. I know people look at the stats and say the pass pro has gotten better. But really, it's because they've changed the way he plays over the second half of the season. 46% of his pass attempts have now come out within two and a half seconds. They're really just making it about the short game. And then that's creating more deep shot opportunities. And it seems like, Almost everyone and their wide receivers, although historically, as we saw last week with Luke Musgrave, historically the Packers and Matt LaFleur have brought their players back along slowly. So even if Christian Watson plays, to me it's more of an under-receiving yard spot because they're just not going to play him his full allotment of snaps. But if he's out there, even like for what he does best, is that enough even like in the red zone for the Packers to be better on offense? I honestly think so. So to me, it's still over. It's it's a fair number too. Last I checked, 50 and a half. Totally fair number. I get it. But I, mm. I think both offenses get there in this game, CeeDee Lamb included. It's even a good spot for Tony Pollard. And no one ever says that. But even yes. last week, Tony... 
Tony Pollard was doing great against it. the Commanders. That now though we're <laughs> seeing them mix. They're mixing Rico Dowdle in just enough to be a little bit worried about Pollard's usage because Dowdle also looks good. They're giving him like purposeful screens and targets in the red zone. But yeah, it's a good matchup for the running attack too. Honestly. Good stuff. Sports betting analyst and vice president of the Nico Collins fan club, John Daigle. Please make sure to follow him on X at NotJDaigle. John, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, we get back to the games where Joe and Aaron try and give me anxiety about Packers at Cowboys. That's coming up on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. That Packers offense certainly has improved over the last few weeks. The question is, is it good enough to go up against a vaunted Cowboys defense? And can they keep up with Dak Prescott and company? That is how we will break this down. Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Cowboys at home are currently seven-point favorites with a total of 50 and a half. On the injury front, not a whole lot really to discuss. Jair Alexander was a DNP Thursday with shoulder and ankle issues. The running backs are limited right now. That could be significant in terms of the matchup uh, that could be in the Packers' favor. Uh, With the Cowboys, they are healthy. A couple of offensive linemen are just taking some veteran days off, so nothing really to talk about there. Christian Watson, limited. If he does play, he probably won't do all that much. So with all of that being said, Joe, what do you like here? Well, the one team that defensive coordinator Joe Barry does a great job against is the Chicago Bears and Justin Fields. And aside from that, he's horrendous. I mean, look at some of the quarterbacks that have put up great numbers in recent weeks, like Bryce Young, the combination of Hall and Mullins, Tommy DeVito, like guys that can't even play in the league are still putting up points against the Green Bay Packers defense. There's a reason the over hit in six straight games because the offense has been awesome and the defense is terrible. So that's where I keep going back to. Like I it's I know it's a one game sample, but I still just look at that Carolina game. I shake my head. How how did you give up 30 to that team? How how did that happen? So what is Dallas going to do? So maybe uh, I should be looking at the Dallas side, but as great as this Packers offense has been, that's why I can't. Because, I mean, Jordan Love, if you look at some of these metrics, he's been a top three quarterback in the second half of the season. It sounds insane, and he's done this with some of his best weapons sidelined because what happens with the Packers? They get injured offensively and defensively. You know, every week we're checking that injury report sitting here on Friday morning. Well, I don't know if this guy's going to play. I don't know if that guy's going to play. It's always the situation. Um, but the Packers fans couldn't ask for more. Um, you know, Horvey said he's only going to talk. It's going to be the last time he's going on record talking about it. Okay. Yeah. It's your last. You're, you're out now after banging the table for three years. I was the worst draft pick of all time. And you got a franchise quarterback. I'm willing to say that after a full year. They got a franchise quarterback. Doesn't mean he's going to be Farver Rodgers, but they got their guy for probably the next decade. Um, this is going to be scoring. That's how I look at it. Both of these offenses can be explosive. It can be back and forth. 
And I understand why it's one of the highest totals of the weekend, and it's still not scaring me off. Even though it's been a season where we haven't seen many shootout games, I think this can be one of them in the Dome. Uh, I'm playing the over, guys. Love it. Man, this is tough because I do hate the Cowboys, and I would love for them to uh, the playoff woes to continue. I just thought of a funny story back when Joe Barry was with Washington. They ranked last in like total defense and yards allowed. And the players, they wouldn't say it on camera, but would be like, man, this guy's never changing anything up. We're always getting beat. He sucks. He's got to go. And then he got fired. And I can't believe that he's still doing the same old crap in the NFL all these years later. But here we are. So, yeah, I um, I mentioned it when we lo- did our power rankings. Just the matchup. Green Bay gives up a lot of rushing yards. They can't stop the run. 29th most rushing yards allowed per game. They rank 27th in overall defense by DVOA. So, I do think Tony Pollard is going to have a game. Now, his rushing yards prop, 60 and a half. It's high. He's only gone over that like seven or eight times this year, which is kind of scary. But I do think this will be a higher scoring game, and I like the matchup. So I'm going to bet over Tony Pollard on his rushing yards here, Ed. I wonder if we are just assuming, and, you know, we had John Daigle on in the last segment. He brought this up as well. I wonder if we are just assuming that because of the matchup, they're going to run the football a little bit more, and that's just how it is. I look at the DNA of this Cowboys offense. They like to pass. Even when they're up big, they pass, pass, and pass some more. Now, I think you can do that against these Packers. I'm not saying that it's necessarily the worst idea in the world, but I do wonder, Mm -hmm. like, if you are a pass-first offense, even if the matchup says, okay, hand it off, are you going Mm -hmm. to do that? Or are you going to do what you are good at? You know, I look at another matchup where the Cowboys have uh, a distinct advantage, and it is this notion that the Packers' defense is really, really bad against slot receivers. Now, if I may go a little church lady on you guys, who with the Cowboys' offense loves to line up in the slot? Who's this great slot receiver that the Cowboys like to throw the ball to? Could it be C.D.? Maybe he's the guy who goes nuts here in this one, Joe. So what are you doing? Betting over 98 and a half? I mean, that's what you got to do. Got to. Got to. I don't have a problem with it. I don't have an issue with it. Let's go ladder it, baby. Let's go The touchdown is minus 150. Um, Yeah, I I would bet like 150 plus, something like that. It Mm -hmm. it depends what kind of money Mm -hmm. we're talking about here, but – I don't have a problem with 98 and a half. Uh, like I said, I think this one, we're going to see some scoring. So we're not going to mm-hmm. have a game where we see scoring and see the lamb isn't getting his, especially against this defense. You know, the matchup wise, the matchup is interesting. Um, Packers are bad against the pass too. So like you could do whatever you want, really. I mean, I, I don't look at it and say it's not a chief situation where, okay, short passing game, run game. That's how you want to attack that defense because they're pretty good against the pass. That is not the case with Green Bay. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As 
Former Sports Center anchors and current sports obsessives were consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So is everyone on the Cowboys side here? I no. don't know. This is... Absolutely not. If I had to pick a side, I would probably go Packers, but I'm going to play the over. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, I would if I'm getting Cowboys. the hook. I got to be getting the hook. Yeah. Right. Like now that it's at seven, going down from seven and a half, like that to me is a big question. Something else too, yeah. like, and this is something that I brought up in our power rankings, is this idea that when this Cowboys offensive line is fully healthy – they are one of the top offenses in the NFL. It's when Tyron Smith is out or, you know, Zach Martin is missing time or whatever. That's when there are weaknesses. And I get, look, there are a couple of good pass rushers for the Packers. Like, it's not that they're bereft there of are. talent. It's it's just that Joe mm-hmm. Barry is that bad. Like, Aaron, I couldn't agree yeah. with you more. Like, what you're talking about as far as, like, scheme and how they can impact, like, avoiding explosives and stuff like that. They just can't do it. They're just not capable. And that's why, like, mm-hmm. backing C.D. Lamb makes a whole lot of sense. But it's not like they have nothing but awful defenders there. Like, they've got some good ones. But even in a matchup like this one, where this Cowboys offensive line is fully intact and will be protecting Dak Prescott really, really well in this game, I think, that will nullify any kind of chances the Cow- the Packers defense might have to put some respect on their own names. Speaking of putting respect on names, like Jordan Love, I mean, quietly doing his thing, 248 and a half for his passing yards. I see, I don't know if this has changed, looking at bed steam, 242 and a half, that seems low. I mean, Very this low. guy's playing some good football right now and if we expect a higher scoring game and a shootout i would definitely go over that or or even uh one and a half passing touchdowns you gotta go gosh against the giants he had one but even before that like you gotta go back to november 5th i mean this guy's just been rolling yeah i mean and and last week 316 that's the top five Bears defense, guys. He was 27 for 32 in that game. Like It, it is not mm-hmm. a one-week thing. It's not a one-month thing. It's a two- to three-month thing that we've been mm-hmm. seeing from Jordan Love. And that's why people are willing to go as far as like, okay, they have their dude for the future. Um, some of the defenses they fa- he's faced, are they elite? Nah, not until last week, but he showed what he could do against the bears and pushing it down the field does like I said, doesn't matter which guys are out. And, and that's part of the reason that I like the over it's because of my belief in love, but I just, I look at it like, okay, am I just going to get all these props that correlate one bet? Or am I just going to make that one bet? That's kind of, 
it's kind of where I'm at. Like I could do lamb. I could do love props. Like it's all pointing at the over everything that I look at, but this, this guy in his last eight games, he has one interception, one pick while pushing it down the field. Like he's been phenomenal. Something I came across on Twitter is uh, from Stephen Patton, offensive play caller rankings. Matt LaFleur is second, trailing Mike McDaniel only. Like, and, and then if you look at like how much the Packers have invested in this offense, it's not very much. Like, you don't see all these massive contracts. Like, it's a really young offense. I would argue Matt LaFleur has done more with less than any yeah. coach, any the play caller in the National Football League right now. So he, to me, is one of the big reasons why Jordan Love has looked oh so efficient over these last few weeks. And on top of that, maybe they do have a bit of a coaching advantage the Packers do. I don't think it's enough to overcome Dak Prescott and CeeDee Lamb and company, but I do think that they will be able to get their points. Dak mm-hmm. and Jordan Love same game parlay over one and a half passing touchdowns, like plus one fifty. I mean, both of hmm. these guys should have a couple touchdowns. What kind of score are you guys thinking? So I wonder if this total is like quasi sharp, where like twenty. I mean, not twenty seven, twenty four. It's way too close, but like thirty, twenty four, something like that. Mm-hmm. Because I, be. I do think I the think Cowboys will go over their team over. total, so maybe like 31-24, something like that. Yeah, I, I, that's kind of where 16. I'm at. I I was thinking like 30-27, 30-24. That's the range that I'm in. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that makes a whole lot of sense. 34-30? I'm going to say we go over six. That would be an awesome but, game. And then and then we've got the nightcap. Like, that would be an awesome day of football. <laughs> And I would argue, too, if it does get to that, if it does get to that, it will be the best game of the weekend. And I I know we're jumping ahead here a little bit, but when we're talking about, like, wildcard weekend leaders and playoff leaders, I wonder if I want to back this game more than I do Rams and Lions just because there are paths to where either Matt Stafford or Jared Goff, maybe they just have a bad day at the office, or maybe it's just an inefficient day for either or both. But in a game like this, Jordan Love can be trusted. Those running backs are healthy enough. They can be trusted, and it is a favorable matchup for them. And then with Dak and CD, they've got the number one total EPA in terms of a quarterback-wide receiver duo. Absolutely, you can trust them above anybody else. They can't possibly have a bad day with this matchup against the Packers defense. So if you're looking at, say, those weekly leader markets – that's going to be an obvious place to go, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and Paul's right. He, he mentioned in the chat that all the scores that we were throwing out there, they all have the Packers covering. And that mm-hmm. that's where I'm at. This is gonna be, I expect it to be a one-score game, and that's why we're at seven, because of the sharp money or, or most of the week coming in on that Green Bay side at plus seven and a half, grabbing that number. And, yeah, I'm not considering the over in lions rams but i do like it in this one both both games indoors so yeah like if you're doing a dfs tournament something like that like props like you mentioned leader bets i'm i'm focused on this game Mm -hmm. sure 
No, and it's an exciting game and many, many things that you can point to as far as what what can happen offensively. And I think, you know, on the Cowboys side, like we haven't talked about Jake Ferguson yet, but his on-off splits have been really significant. Targeting Brandon Cooks at times, that's been really, really effective for the Cowboys. Like it's not just C.D. Lamb, unlike, say, a couple of these other offenses that we're going to see in the playoffs they do have some depth. That's not something the Cowboys had last year. It was CD lamb. And that was about it. Michael Gallup was unreliable for them. But now I feel mm-hmm. like with that depth depth, suddenly this Cowboys offense is even more impactful, more explosive and less turnover prone. Yep. Are we doing any, should we look at the touchdown bets? Since we think that this will be a higher scoring, like two sure. plus, or mm-hmm. where would yeah? I mean, I, you're I, good I at the at, two plus. Well, I looked so, at Lamb two plus. It's not a lot of value. It's four to one basically. So I have, I have a tough time with that. Maybe. What about Dak? Ooh, Dak two plus. Dak. Wow. Um, I was thinking oh. Ferguson because he gets so many red zone. Ferguson was uh, where I was going. He's 10 to 1 for multiple yeah. at BetMGM. I, I would go that mm-hmm. route personally. Yeah. It's hard to land on a Packer as far as that goes because they use so many guys, different mm-hmm. guys week to week. Maybe not right. for two touchdowns. Two, I was going to say, you know, one game name I haven't heard you guys mention with all this is Aaron Jones. Is there any bet to be mm-hmm. to be made there? Uh, 70, 17 and a half. Rushing attempts, eh, longest rush, 14 and a half. Uh, rush plus receiving, that's, 96 that's the and one. a half. The longest, longest rush, rush, right? 14 and a half. That's the one. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I, I'm more than comfortable there. They, they have had some trouble tackling in the secondary, so that's probably where I would go. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, Eagles and Bucks. Which team do we think sucks less? Okay, we'll be more respectful than that, but you know, pay attention. That's coming up on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. The Eagles getting blown out by the New York football giants was a thing. Now the question is, can they regroup (laughs) now that we are in the playoffs going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Welcome back to BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Currently, the Eagles are three-point favorites on the road at Tampa Bay with a total of 43-and-a-half. And guys, both quarterbacks are dealing with some injury concerns. Baker Mayfield was a DNP Thursday with ankle and rib concerns. And then for the Eagles, Jalen Hurts was limited in practice with that right finger injury, but he will be out there. Uh, A.J. Brown was a DNP at practice yesterday, so that is also significant. So dealing with these injuries, dealing with some concerns about really both offenses, Joe, what are we to do with this game? I'm glad we don't have to make a call on it today, that we're still going to have more information on Monday where we can uh, really break this one down. I mean, look, the injuries, that's the lead story here. Yes, Hertz is out there. He's going to play. What's he going to look like? I don't know. I don't know. There was worry after last week's game. Maybe it's a broken finger, and they were saying dislocated. He's been limited all week. A.J. Brown not practicing, but Devontae Smith was in full. So he's in full that early on. 
he's fine. He said he's going to play to the media yesterday. So they're going to have one of their top receivers out there. And on the Tampa side, it's like, okay, yeah, Baker's going to be out there. What version of Baker are you going to get? Now it's there's a you know spot here where you can really take advantage. You are facing one of the worst defenses in the NFL. It's strange to say we're sitting here previewing a playoff matchup, and you have one of the worst defenses participating. That That is not the norm. They are 29th at EPA per play. They're 29th at DVOA. Can't stop the pass. Can't stop the run. Rush EPA, they're third worst. They're pathetic. And then let's fix things by bringing in Matt Patricia. That'll do it. No. I mean, this is just it's a mess. It still sounds funny it, when you say it. <laughs> it, it. Like, it really happened. It's amazing. Like, that was – they were so desperate at the end of the year. Like, Matt Patricia will do it. Get out of here, Sean Desai. No, that's not what happened. Now, look, Todd Bowles' defenses have done very good against Jalen Hurts. It's a smaller sample size. It's a three-game sample. Hurts has thrown an interception in all of those games. Um, he's only averaging 217 yards per game in those three games. And we know he, it's more about the legs with Hurts, but still, I think it's certainly notable. At, with the info we have at this moment, I'm looking at the Tampa Bay side. I have I have a tough time betting on the Eagles to win by more than a field goal with everything going on with that team right now. Yeah, the Phil, the Eagles are struggling on both sides of the ball. It is. I, I was laughing when Ed brought us back in because I feel like you could insert like the last eight weeks of whatever I've said about the Eagles. <laughs> it's still probably Same thing. applies here. Yeah, it's literally <laughs> deja back. vu. Every time is this the get right spot? Well, now we're dealing with all these injuries. Like, I just have a hard time believing it's going to happen. I could see like a 26-23 final. Like, I don't know what to do with this one. It's tough. Um, I'm looking at the fact that the the Bucks are even here, but they're in such a bad division. It's like someone had to get here, right? I don't know. I mean, the Bucks. Yeah. Are they even that good? It's it's hard for me to know. Um, Baker's are they been Eagles? pretty good. Are the Eagles even that Maybe this good? should be a pick em. Maybe that's what, what should be going on here. And yeah. then I should just take the Bucks plus three at that point. I am looking at Mike Evans. On the BetQL Network. Go for the betting cycle on BetQL with Cody Decker. Cody Decker, former professional baseball player, turned professional smartass on the radio. Sports handicapper Rob Brown. When Penix Jr. plays USC, he's getting 400 yards. Cycling all the top plays. And Cody Decker, I think Florida can cover today. And one outrageous show parlay. One, two, three. Ah! Oh! Let the chaos begin. It's Bet for the Cycle on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. I have so many hot takes just off of this here. Well, let them them rip a little bit. What's what's like the first one? It is going to be absolutely... Do you think this is a good spot for him? Who are they supposed to lose to? You know what, Carver's going to dribble it out. You lost. It's over. Who does he think is Kobe Bryant? Terrible. In that division, that's awful. But they're not 
not making Gosh. wholesale changes. That's a weird thing. Like now, part of it is like I know. you know what it's are you even worse? Do? But that like that's a weird thing. Like it's <laughs> sorry, boy. It is Friday, isn't it? Uh, so <laughs> I look at this and I go nights here on the BeckQL network. I don't. I don't disagree with you there. Bet MGM tonight. Join us for live sweats. Oh! Yes! Let's go, Kansas State. That was a big balls three. Three minutes ago. Big balls three. Instant reaction. This is an unbelievable thing for me to see. My favorite team, my true favorite team. Less mistress, more side piece. And maybe a few regrettable decisions. Oh, he's got bust written all over him. Gutekind sucks. Jordan Edison ran a 5-3-40, and he's Trista's height. I'd take him. You know what you shouldn't have done? Bet on the Wizards. Yep. Love to have more information, even though it's not always the smart thing to do as a better. It's better to act early than to wait on information when everyone else gets it. But I'm so tempted by that approach just because Baker's numbers have been pretty bad in certain spots, Joe. Yes, but he still has those receivers. So they can bail Mm -hmm. him out again. Overall, it's been an efficient passing offense, right? Like, I I don't want to get into a trap where we're just saying they're here because they're in a bad division. Like, they do a couple of things well. Like you mentioned, the passing offense, and they stop the run. Uh, They have no rushing offense. Like, that's been a joke all season long. But there are a couple of things that they can do. And we're probably giving the Eagles a pass when we say, well, the Bucs are in an awful division. Because if you look at the the schedule ranked DVOA, the, the strength of the competition, they're even. 23 for the Eagles, Bucks 24. So it's not like the Eagles faced a much tougher schedule. You know, they ended up getting the Giants a couple of times in that division. They got the Commanders a couple of times too. So they had their easy game. So the schedule was about the same, and the Bucks had a better point differential. Like the Eagles, yes, eleven and six, plus five. They should have been like a five hundred team this year. Nine and eight, eight and nine. Probably should have had the same record that the Bucks had. Um, so maybe it's the get right spot that nobody's really prepared for but i i think a lot of this number is based on reputation if you're just looking at this year should it be three on the road like no i'm with you on that and also both teams have playoff experience or you know players that have uh even been to the super bowl somewhat recently so they're kind of even there uh who's got the better coach i mean we've We've made fun of Todd Bowles, but now Sirianni's, you know, on the hot seat, apparently. So that's, that's crazy. That's, also t- that's tough that's as well. Insane. That's that, crazy. That's You're Philadelphia right. media just dis- going crazy. But it's being discussed. Sirianni can't but possibly be yeah. There's oh, he no is. way, right? It, uh, the real hot Forget the fans. I'm talking about the real hot seat, the one that matters. You collapse like this? You collapse like this, it's not – like, I was surprised to see that yesterday 
But thinking about it, I don't like between the panic move at defensive coordinator and the way it was done, unless that That came from ownership, the fact that Howie is always in a position of like playing Game of Thrones in that building, absolutely. I've seen crazier things happen. I wouldn't be, I would not be surprised. They, they go to Tampa and lose. And if it's embarrassing, if it's a giants performance in Tampa, see ya is in your mind, would Vrabel be an upgrade with the right OC? Oh, I couldn't disagree more. But you know what? Vrabel Vrabel and Howie is not a fit. Vrabel Vrabel and Howie are not a fit. Because, like, Sirianni, Vrabel's not going to do the – he won't do the fourth down stuff. I mean, they they worked a little bit more. Ben Johnson. Is that a move that would sell? I mean, it's the same thing, right? I mean, yeah, it would sell. But, like, aren't they the same guy kind of? Yeah, but what are you looking for? Like, you just said Vrabel's not a fit. Like, what's a fit? <sighs> Stay label than I want. Are we inching toward a Bill Belichick to Philadelphia conversation? Absolutely not. Is that where this is going? Oh, my God. That, no. How we would never give up that power. Not a chance in hell. Uh-uh. But we're sure that Bill would want that power because he was kind of suggesting at the end that he's okay just coaching. I still don't think you like you've seen Bill. Bill's no, oh, Bill's never been ahead of the <laughs> that, that, I don't recently. <laughs> Bill is punting on fourth and one from the opponent's forty-five. Like that's right, 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 right. By Sirianni, like I, my money. I'm. I wish I'd gotten inside a three as well. Uh, I don't know that I'm laying three. I like the Eagles this week. I I just think the Bucks are not a good team. The Eagles have not been playing like a good team. Um, but okay. I'll be on the Eagles this week. I, yeah, I'll be buying the dip, but, you know, see how it goes. But, yeah, I, I don't. So, for that reason, I think Sirianni is back. I don't know. Like, the defensive spot is a mess, defensive coordinator. I don't know what you do there. Part of Sirianni's defense is probably, yeah, you gave money back to Slay and Bradbury when these guys are kind of toast. I mean, they played really well last year, but they haven't performed this year. Injuries have definitely gotten them in kind of the linebacking core. Is Kelsey going to be gone? Like this? Is this going to be three if on I'm Monday? Kelsey, let's, let's stick with let's stick with this game. Is 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 it going to be three on Monday when we get here? I think so. I feel okay. You don't think it'll what come off three? Would go, though? back down. No. I don't know what direction it would go in. Hmm. That would be my question. Yeah, I consider I will know. it blow will it blow through three or come back the other way? It might just hang on three. Yeah, I think yeah. so. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the hashtag narratives will be plentiful between the Rams and Lions, but which matchup do we consider most important? That's coming up on the BetQL Network.